Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Friday. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Thursday. Uh, the uh, William Wood picture of him pretending to be Hitler when he was 14. Um, we'll talk about that a bit. Uh, the quarantine charges or non-charges, talk about those. Uh, terrace Airport and how the people of the actual terrace feel about it. But before any of that, uh, there's another poll that's not very good for national. Does that mean that that first rogue poll isn't quite so rogue after all? This proves, doesn't it, that that News, re- news Hub Read research poll earlier this week was, in fact, an outlier. Oh, absolutely. Uh, when you look at the gap there, it was 35%. Um, here you've got 21%. So that, in fact, what was what the uh, private pollsters uh, for the parties were telling me um, at the time. They said, no, it's much closer than the 35 So... Uh, yeah, that was a rogue poll. It put uh, Labour on 60.9%. Uh, this puts Labour at uh, 53%. Now, uh, National won't entirely be happy about this because they've dropped by 6% since the last poll. It gives them a rating of 32%. But look, when you look at um, where the voter sees uh, Judith Collins, whether she's doing a good job, it sees her winning approval rating about the way she's doing the job of 50%. So half the population or half the voting public is saying, look, uh, she's doing a pretty good job. And that well and truly outstrips her predecessors. When you look at uh, Simon Bridges, he was on 22, uh, Todd Muller 36, she's on 50. Now the disapproval for Simon Bridges was 63, 27 for Muller, but just 23 for Collins. So she'll be happy with that, but she won't be that happy with where the party is. Still the gap is not nearly as significant as it was. Right, I see. So it's bad, but not super bad. Uh, so we'll take that if we're, and by we I mean they, national of course. I'm not quite sure where Jared sits on all this, uh, but he rang up Marcus to tell him. Do you think the media is biased, Jared? I think so, yeah. And which which, which 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 direction would they be biased? I think that they over exaggerate everything. I think a lot of it is over exaggerated. So they they they're all late. They're all backing Labour. Well, I'm assuming they would be, yes. So you think ZB, everyone would be backing Labour? Well, it's just to what... I'm just saying that pretty much the virus and the whole entire thing has pretty much over, like overwhelmed the voting of our public towards Jacinda. They think of her as a hero and a person that's going to keep them safe. Where you actually look, need to actually eliminate the virus completely and actually look at policies and look what's going to move us forward and actually... And how do you, how do you eliminate the virus completely? What do you mean you eliminate the virus completely? Out of, out of your head. So you need... You know what I mean? So we've had, had this big um, pandemic, and it scared a lot of people. Well, no, no we, we haven't had the big pandemic. I mean, it's only just getting started. Yeah, that's... Yeah, but, OK, you can say that, and there's going to be a second wave, and there's going to be a third wave. No, it's true. When you look at the number of cases in the world, it's just increasing, and it's increasing at an ever-increasing pace. It's decimating. Yeah. It's decimating South America. It's decimating Asia. It's decimating the United States of America. Yeah, and what what is hiding from it going to do? You tell me. If it's that bad, do you not think that, do you think a lockdown is going to stop a virus? Well, it has here. Well, has it? I mean, we don't, as you said, we don't know. 
So the next time it comes through... Well, well no, we've had, we've had no community transmission for three months. Um, that went on for a bit. In fact, it, it had been going on for a bit when I we joined them there with that cut. Um, just Marcus arguing with Jared with, um, what do you call them? Facts. Yeah. Um, so sometimes, you know, it's not all just stationary and top taps on, on Marcus Lush nights. Sometimes, you know, it gets pretty heavy. Uh, now, the William Wood picture, was that a big issue or not really? If you're only 18, it's particularly tough if you're living in the age of cancel culture as we are, where one misstep and you face a public flogging. The same could be said for the young TV One breakfast reporter reprimanded on air by the show's host, who ironically mentioned not punching down as he punched down his own colleague on live TV. That reporter's not a teenager, I know, but he's still a young man in a tough environment of early morning live telly who may periodically get stuff wrong. It happens all the time. If we lynched every reporter who, during a live cross, let the wrong thing slip out of their mouths, we'd probably have no one on our screens or radio stations. But back to William Wood. He's now being targeted and bullied after he apologised for an old image of him at 14 looking to be posing like Hitler in a social media photo. Key things there, 14, social media. Show me the 14-year-old who doesn't have something on their social media they regret or didn't think hard enough about. As I said at the start, welcome to the world of teenagers. You could argue not all teenagers want to stand for politics and that at 18, Wood's technically an adult and should be clean as a whistle, but look at the environment he's entering. Not even the seasoned pros and adults have got their act together and could claim that. His leader, Judith Collins, is defending him, and so she should. She says he showed immense maturity, fronting it and apologising so quickly. I know this is an election year and the gloves are off and for some reason the media love to traverse people's social media looking for indiscretions, but seriously, can we try to find some actual real issues to talk about between now and September 19? Because I don't know about you, but I am not here to vote on what people dressed up as when they were 14. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Uh, Because I think as a 14-year-old, though, you are supposed to know the difference between right and wrong. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I'm not saying that what he did was particularly um, outrageous but I'm just wondering where we draw the line I mean presumably if he'd killed somebody at 14 for example uh, we probably you can't just go ah oh, kids eh? you know what I mean so I just wonder where that line is it's somewhere between um, a Hitler moustache and killing somewhere but I'm just not quite sure where and I would like somebody to tell me uh, we wanted somebody to tell us uh, that everybody was going to get charged for their quarantine and then um, that didn't happen. I think that's ZB's point of view generally anyway. If I was doing it tough, I'd already lost my job overseas. I was coming back to basically bunk down with family and try and rebuild my life. I can see how this would be a step too far. Is Max right when he says it's a public health issue? that all taxpayers contribute towards the public health system. Quarantining is just part of that. Well, this is all very well and good for Max because he lives in the UK, so I'm not entirely sure how much of the dollars he's chipped in towards the public health system. I would pay, but then I'm in a position to, and that speaks to Max's point, that it's a system designed to benefit those who can afford it and discriminates those who can't. Yeah, I think that was the Greens' point as well, that 
if people literally don't have the choice to come home because they're not going to be able to afford to come home, that's an issue. It's a purely one. It's as I've said before. It's nice to be inside the tent uh, than to be outside the tent wanting us to undo the zipper for us. Spare thought. Uh, we're just going to uh, finish up here uh, talking about the Terrace Airport that Christchurch Airport wants to be built. Um, not, it's not clear exactly whether anybody asked people in Taris if they would like an airport there. I just can't understand why anybody in Taris would want an airport by their house and flying people in there. I just Living in the central hut and having all these planes coming in and out of Wellington all the time, it's great that we've cut back our flight schedules. I, it's, it's so much bloody better. Yeah. You don't need you don't need an airport there. You, you've, you've got enough people coming into Queenstown as it is. The problem is, Nev, and that's why they're looking at it, the problem is that Queenstown is bulging at the seams and they, they simply can't expand anymore because they need to buy more land and they can't because they're like, kind of landlocked with, with residents around Frankton, so they can't. And so the, the only other option was then Wanaka, and the Wanaka residents said, because that's a thriving little populace now, becoming increasingly yeah, so, yeah. so they're saying, well, we can't go to Wanaka, where can we go? And Taurus is just rural land. Yeah, but, you, you don't, you, you, so you're taking the rural land out of the equation as well so that you can fly in some more planes and more people. They can't cope with the people in Queenstown now. So where are you going to house the people that are going to need to service the airport and service the additional people that you've got to come into to, to Queenstown. You that's can't, that's you a can't fair point. That now. Yep, that's a fair point. Nev. Um, could we fly them in, maybe? I mean, it, I mean, if there was an airport there, we could. We fly those people in. Stop being so silly, Glen ZB. Oh, no. Hang on. Wait a minute. That's the point. I, I am Glen ZB. And I will be back here being silly again with a weekend edition on Monday. See you then.